Welcome to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. My name is Nick Higgins, firefighter and author of the Five Tool Firefighter book. Each week, we bring you an inspiring message or person to help you become the best version of yourself you could be. This journey is for the long haul, not the short. Now let's start our journey to becoming the best version of ourselves we could be. Welcome back to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to talk engine company operations. We're going to talk similarly to when we talked about Lovers U. And this time, we're going to talk about an engine company size up called Westpac. But before we can talk about Westpac, before we can talk about what the purpose of Westpac is, we want to talk about engine company operations. It's four basic elements of engine company operations. Because the basic elements of engine company operations is what's going to drive our discussion today. Well, Engine company operations to start off starts with four basic things. It starts off with your apparatus positioning, your water supply, your hose line selection, and your hose line operations. And, and there's also some specialized operations that go along with the engine company, with engine company, depending on the situation, depends on what they're being called in for. So the basic areas that we just mentioned of engine company operations, positioning, water supply, hose line, event, selection, and operations, they come from several concepts. They come from training, they come from pre-planning, proper command, and company size-ups. That's where they're coming from. They're coming from these concepts. And, you know, we've always heard the term when, it's, when you're talking engine company, I've heard it for many years as a fireman, um, it's a term called put the wet stuff on the red stuff. That's our goal, right? I don't like that term. I put it in my book, The Five-Tool Firefighter. I even, you know, put quotes around it. But I don't like that term. I think it's, a, to me, it's lame. It's a lame term. I put it in here to kind of paint the picture. But uh, I think it's a it's a overplayed, lame, tacky term in, in a sense. But we have to look at, when you talk the engine company, talk operations, you have to look at the four basic areas of the engine company like we mentioned. Positioning, water supply operations, hose line selection and advancement, and uh, selection and um, operations and where they originate. And this will tell us that an engine company does more than just put wet stuff on the red stuff. Right? So uh, engine company, just like truck company, just like the incident commander has a has size ups. In fact, engine company has more than one size up dependent on the incident. But the one we're going to talk about today is, like I said, WASPOC. What WASPOC is, is the responsibilities of the engine company. Simply all it is. It's, your, it's, a, it's a task list. It's a cheat sheet telling you exactly what you should be doing or you should be considering showing up to an incident, particularly a fire. And we're going to break it down into seven different areas. And we're going to talk about it a little bit and see how the conversation goes. So, like I said, WASPOC is a guide. It's for all comp engine company officers and firefighters. Officers have to, should know the should know the acronym or know what their tasks are. So I mean, I'm not going to call this an acronym. Actually, I'm going to call this a task sheet. So this task sheet should be known by all the engine company officers. It also should be known by every firefighter that's in the in that engine. The chauffeur, the engineer, whoever, whatever you want to call them, the firefighters in the back. But what also should be known by the tasks of an engine company should also be understood by the truck companies, by the rescue companies, and by the incident commander. Because if they all understand the operations 
and the responsibilities of an engine company. It plays into their tasks and their operations of their companies, which is why I say that the company operations are like an orchestra. And I'll talk more on that in a minute. But I want to get into this WASPOC, and I want to get into what it's going to do. It's going to give you an order of responsibilities, and it's going to help you break out the engine company size up. For what smooth fire suppression operations? WASPOC is focused on fire suppression operations smoothly, proactively, efficiently, and effectively. That's what it's there for. That's why it's done. And to be honest with you, even if you're not using an acronym, if you're not using an acronym, that's totally fine. I've I've received DMs after my lovers you talk that said I don't use an acronym, but you broke that down very well. And I wrote I ride a truck in my job when I go to work in my career. I'm a, I'm a truckie, and you broke that down well, and I understand it. Not to say that I didn't understand it before, but you broke it down in a way where yeah, it's an acronym, but you don't have to use the acronym in order to understand it. It's just breaking down the operations of a truck, and we're the same thing with the engine. Doing the same thing. We're just breaking down what the needs are of an engine. And the first thing we're doing is we're establishing a water supply. That's the first thing an engine company is going to do. But, like, I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't, I'm not going to say the first dude is going to establish the water supply or the second dude. I'm not going to say what engine is going to establish it. That comes down to your personal company decisions, your SOPs, your SOGs, what's going to happen. But it also comes down to the incident. That's how I truly believe it. It comes down to the incident of who's going to establish that water supply, because that hydrant might be right next to the right next to the, the structure and occupancy you're showing up to. And if you're the first to engine on scene, it would be foolish for you not to hit that water supply if you don't really have to stretch a lot of five inch. If you have to stretch a lot of five inch, you might need to use that second engine to come in and stretch that five inch. I believe stretching establishing the water size is a case by case basis, but that's one of the first things you should be thinking about. As an engine company, is am I establishing this water supply as the engine company, or is the engine company behind me that's coming in going to establish that water side based on many factors? One of them, like I just said, is the is the it's a proximity from the hydrant to the to the structure. But it also has to do with manpower that's on your engine compared to the second, first, or second do engine. It also has to do with um, the the type of structure, and it has to do with the situation at hand. So there's a lot of different things that I go into. What engine is going to do it? But if you're listening to our radio communication, engine and commanders talking about it, you have to understand where that's going to, who's going to do that. Because that water supply, established that water supply, is going to feed into the next piece. Where are you going to play and position that apparatus? Your apparatus placement is going to be key based on if, if you were the first or second to engine establishing that water supply. If you're the first to engine, are you going to stop short of the structure or are you going to pass the structure? It's also going to play in conjunction, again, Truck company operations. First off, which way is the truck coming in? Is the truck coming from the east side, the west side, the north side, the south side? Is it coming the same way as you? Or are you gonna? Is it coming the opposite way? So you want to take that also into consideration when you're talking about that. Where your placement's gonna go? You're gonna pass the structure and see, see that, you know, pass the structure, see the three sides, or you're gonna stop short and maybe see three other sides. How are you gonna do that? That's the thing you gotta take into consideration. Establishing the water supply. Who's gonna do it first? Then you're going to, based on who establishes the water supply, where are you going to position your apparatus? Because your positioning is key. Once you position an apparatus, nine times out of ten, it's really hard to move that position. However, the other thing you want to think about when you're establishing that water supply also is time out 
from the incident. How far are you? What's your ETA? What's the ETA from engine one coming in to engine two coming in? I'm just using those numbers as engine one, engine two as they're coming in first two seconds. But if you're engine one, well, I'm assuming to be first two. I might not be. Well, it's a commando. I'm 10 minutes out. I, I don't know if I could, if I want to make first two. If engine two is on its way, maybe five minutes out. They should also know that as well. It's all about communication. You establish your water supply. Position your apparatus on one of the sides of the structure, not directly in the front, as we know that's for the truck. Now you have to select your hose. Your hose line selection for fire suppression is the most important. Your initial hose line selection, I should say, is your most important selection you're going to make. The reason it's the most important is if you pull something, if you pull into three quarter and you truly need a two and a half, you already put yourself behind the eight ball. However, if you pull the two and a half, you really need an inch and three quarter. Well, you can compensate for that a little bit better. But your hose line selection goes also goes into type of structure, what the, what the fire is telling you, what the smoke is telling you, because the different type of structures Fire behavior is going to be different in the different types of structure. But it's also going to be the manpower. That's another key thing you got to look at. You can always you can always say, oh, I pull my my engine three-quarter pre-connects. That's great. But if you don't have if you don't if you're if you have heavy fire and you're in a different type of structure, say a type two structure, might not work out so well. If you want to pull a two and a half. And your light that day on the engine might not be the best option unless you know, thinking outside the box, that second engine coming in could help stretch that two and a half. So you really have to know the, the roles and all the different moving parts when making that line selection. Because if you pull that wrong line, you either might not have enough, you might have, might be the wrong line. It's a lot of different things that can go into it. Well, you're not going to have the GPMs, the PSI to really put that fire out or the manpower to make that stretch. Just a couple little things to think about when you get into the next piece, hose line stretch. Are you pulling the right line? Not so much in a diameter hose, but are you pulling a pre-connect over a static or where I'm at, we, we run two pre-connects of industry quarter, both are 200 feet. Can I make the stretch? Can I make the stretch from the front of the building to the front door and say it's a 2,200 square foot home up the stairs down the hallway if it's if it's in the back of the house or on the second floor deep in deep into one of the rooms? Am I or into the basement? Am I going to make that stretch? The way I look at it is, and the way we talk about it where I'm at, think about the stretch from the curb to the door, roughly around 25 to 35 feet. That's going to be one length of hose. So now you already throw out 50 feet. If you got to go up a flight of stairs in the 1970s, 1980s colonial, 2,600 square foot, 2,200 square foot home, we already throw out another, another, 100, another, 100, another 50 feet of hose. So now you're at 50, 100 feet left. Yeah, you could probably make that stretch. But if you're dropping 50 plus before you get to the front door, you got to start thinking about how you're going to how you're going to stretch this line, what you're going to utilize to stretch that line. 
and knowing your apparatus and your manpower and your capabilities will help you determine what type of hose line you're going to stretch and how you're going to stretch that hose line based on many different factors that you're up against, which is the type of structure, how far the structure is set back from the building, how, what type of hose uh, lens you have on your, on your apparatus, and the capabilities of your crew and the capabilities of the cr other engine crews coming in because they might be able to assist. So it's not so simple as just stretching the line. It's looking at many factors that are going to help you determine your hose line selection and if you're going to make the stretch. But then you also want to talk about the placement. Where are you placing that hose line? If you're, Are you the fire suppression team? Are you the backup team? Or are you the secondary line? Where are you going to place that? Are you going through the front door to the seat of the fire? And where are you placing that hose line? Are you are you taking a safe haven at the doorway and making the push in? Or are you the backup line and protecting the stairwell for that first do? Fire suppression? Or are you a secondary line? Are you searching for fire off a hose line? There's many different things you want to think about when you're placing your hose line. Where are you placing it? You're placing it at the foot of the stairs. You're placing it at the bottom. Are you going to the basement with it? Many different things to look at, which leads into hose line objectives. What is that? Again, what is the objective? What is your job on this particular assignment? Are you the, are you the fire suppression team, the backup team? Are you the second team, secondary line, or even a thirdary line team? Are you those? Based on your assignment is going to determine your objectives. Are you putting out the fire? Are you, are you searching for advanced fire in other parts of the, of the occupancy? Are you truly backing up the first two? Things you need to consider. And the last thing you want to do is progress report to command. What, what is going on? What have you found? What's the status of where you're at? Did you, make, did you make the stretch to where it needs to go? Did you put a knock on the fire? Are you going to hydro vent? All these little things that are going on. Getting back to command because telling that back to command is helping command determine if ventilation is going to be taking place at that very moment. Do they need to keep, do they need to have more hose lines coming in? Do they need to have more search teams coming in? Do they need to continue opening up? What needs to happen? By giving that progress report, you're telling them everything you've done. You've got the water supply. You have your apparatus placement, your hose line selection, your hose line search, your hose line placement, your hose line objectives, and then again, your progress report to command. That is your engine company responsibilities in a nutshell. And those are the things that if you train on those, any chance you get, you don't have to stretch hose lines every single time to do it. You can sit around the kitchen table. You could sit in the engine bay. You could draw up different ways utilizing WASPOC and utilizing these are my tasks as, a, as an engine company. If we come in a situation, we can. how would we work this out? What, we, what needs to be done? Where will we put our apparatus? Where are we going to, what line are we going to stretch? If the fire is in the, C, the Charlie Delta corner, the CD corner, the 3-4 the corner, whatever you want to call it, or 2-4 corner. I don't, I'm trying to do off the top of my head here the different ways people do the different um, size, sides of the building. Um, what type of line are you going to stretch? What are you going to do? How are you going to handle this if you are the first two? What are you going to do if you're considered the backup line? Where are you going to position that hose line? What if you are called in as the third do second line 
what is your uh, what is your um, objectives for that situation? Things to think about. There's many moving parts in an engine company operation other than putting the wet stuff on the red stuff. Many moving parts because I truly believe it this way is, yes, our goal is to put the fire out. That is our goal. But if we're not thinking strategically and smart, tactically, it's very hard to put the wet stuff on the red stuff efficiently and effectively. And there's going to be hiccups along the way. That's why everybody on the engine, every single member of an engine company should know the, the responsibilities of the engine company. The truck company should know the engine company's responsibilities. The engine company should know the truck company's responsibilities. And the incident commander or the uh, operations, whoever is in charge of that scene calling the shots, should know the operations of engine company and truck company. They don't necessarily have to be experts in it and know every little piece of it. But they have to know what they need to do. It's so if you're calling in two engines, what are those two engines' responsibilities? They're they're different, but they are in a sense the same. The first two at stretching the initial initial attack line has similar objectives to the same to the engine company coming in stretching the backup line. They're doing the, they're technically doing the same job. They're both going in for fire suppression two separate ways. The third dude is the same thing. All three that are showing up or four whatever are showing up. The first thing I do. They might not establish a water supply, but in a sense, they are establishing a water supply. You could say, well, they're not hitting the hydrant, but they're making sure that their engine has a water supply. Their engine company, their crew going in has a water supply, an established water supply to bring into that structure. They're establishing a water supply for themselves. They're, they're positioning their apparatus where it needs to be for a tactical decision, a tactical advancement on the fire. They're selecting the appropriate hose line. And the appropriate hose line will feed into the appropriate stretch, making sure that they have the right hose line, the enough hose to make that stretch. They're placing that hose line where it needs to be in that structure for its maximum effort. They're, they're utilizing their hose line objectives of what they're supposed to be doing in that situation. And they're giving their reports back to command. No matter what you're doing, you're always establishing a water supply as engine company, whether they first, do second, do third, doesn't matter. You're establishing a water supply for yourself. You got the hard, you got the, the, the hard water supply clipped in with the with the hydrant, but you're also making sure you have your water supply. If you don't make sure you have your own water supply, then we're, whenever, no matter what engine company you are, you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball. And all this plays into the manpower you have on, on your apparatus or your staffing. Depending on how which way the coin you're going with it here, your staffing for that day or your manpower, depending if you're a volunteer or career. The capabilities of the firefighters on your crew, the time of day, the weather, it all plays into it. The type of incident all goes into the capabilities of that crew, of that engine company. By having a sound understanding of this, of what your responsibilities are as a company, you are setting yourself setting yourself up for fire ground success. And the last thing I want to say on this on this WASPOC on what it is, very simply is another old saying that's been around: as the line goes, the fire goes. And the initial selection is the most important selection. So be very smart, think smart, 
think tactically, think proactively, and be out there to go after it. Be smart engine company. Be a strong engine company. Train hard. Understand your objectives. Share your objective with your truck companies. Share your objective with your other engine companies. And go out there to make the best optimal version of your engine company for strong fire ground decision making and success. If you want to learn more, you can pick up the book, The Five Tool Firefighter. Five Tool Firefighter book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at thefirehousetribune.com. The Firefighter, Five Tool Firefighter Tactical Workbook is also available right now on Barnes & Noble, finally on Barnes & Noble, and on Amazon. It will be available at thefirehousetribune.com once my shipment comes in. The shipment has been delayed in weeks. I'm waiting for the shipment to come in, and that will be available on thefirehousetribune.com, the workbook, so you can live the textbook. You can build your own strategy and tactics for engine company, for truck company, for incident command. It's all in there based on the types of uh, building construction, different scenarios, breaking everything down piece by piece by piece in the firematic situational awareness section to make sure you are ready to go out there every single day and be the best version of yourself, the best version of your crew could possibly be. There's other stuff in there too. Leadership, discipline, fitness, adaptability. It's all in there. But for this for this site, for this argument sake, we are talking strictly fire mags. You can break it all down just on the stuff we've been talking about today and off on prior episodes. Also, if you want to help us out, you could support us, like the podcast, follow the podcast, share the podcast, put the ratings, get the algorithm up. Go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to, and rate it. Rate it a five, four. It does not matter what you want to rate. Just rate the rate the, the podcast any way you possibly can. It helps me. It helps get the algorithm up. It helps us get noticed even more. Also, if you want to help us out, Origin USA. I'm not going to get into it, but if you want to use the promo code FHTribune, 10% off all Origin USA and Jocko Fuel products at checkout with the promo code again, FHTribune. Proud partners and also a fire department coffee. Fire department coffee. You go on our website, thefirehousetribune.com. You click on the link, fire department coffee. It tells Fire Department Coffee, you support us, you support them. And you get to sip on some nice, fresh coffee made by first responders for first responders with Fire Department Coffee and Frontline Optics. Frontline Optics are shades for firefighters, first responders on and off duty. 15% off with the promo code Tribune at checkout. You can check it out on our website. It's on there. It'll be in the show notes or just go simply to frontline-optics.com. And get those shades for on and off duty. Shades made by first responders for first responders. Lastly, Steve Green, my brother, Five Alarm Task Force Corp, 503 organization, first responders helping first responders in their time of need. Steve is donating money to first responders who are getting injured in the line of duty, losing their lives in the line of duty, having apparatuses get wrecked in the firehouse, going to calls, firehouses getting damaged. It does not matter if Steve is out there. Making it happen to help first responders in their time of need. These little departments that need help. Steve's out there. Every day he's out there trying to search for other fire departments that need help. Meeting with different fire fire chiefs, fire officials around the country to help them. And donate what his foundation can help. So donate to his foundation. Show up to his webinars. Buy a mug. Buy a t-shirt. Does not matter. Just donate and help Steve in his mission to help first responders in their time of need. People need us, we help them, but we know we also need to help ourselves and help our community. 
check them out, Fire Alarm Task Force Corp. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to the Firehouse Tribune YouTube channel. LinkedIn. And please, 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 subscribe to this 5 Tool Firefighter podcast on, on all platforms. But truly like the podcast, rate the podcast, share the podcast, and learn from the podcast. And DM me if you think I'm talking crazy. Or even DM me if you like what you have to say. Or if you want me to talk about something, bring it on over. I'll be more than happy to. But thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Take WASPOC. Understand engine company operations. Understand the objectives of the engine company. And become a strong, well-rounded engine company. And if you're not an engine company, be a strong, well-rounded truck company. A well-rounded battalion chief, deputy chief, incident commander. does not matter. Be the best version of yourself you could possibly be. Until next time, work hard, stay safe, live inspired. today's episode of the five tool firefighter podcast if you like what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also please leave us a rating and don't forget to pick up the book the five tool firefighter available on amazon at the firehouse until next time work hard stay safe and live inspired